And welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter. And if you find me, then, you know, good luck with that. Um, Joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt. And you can find the podcast on Twitter as well at Horizon RT. You can find us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. And be sure to descri- subscribe to the podcast wherever podcasts are available. And and Matt, uh, for the second year in a row, and I, 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 I really like doing this because, you know, I'm sure we, we talk to a number of our writers on the podcast all, all year long, but this year, this this time, you know, today of course is, is especially good because we're going to start. We're going to introduce a couple of guys we we we've had right for us on HorizonRoundtable.com, but haven't necessarily had the opportunity to be on the podcast yet. So um, I'm I'm really looking forward to this particular conversation. So uh, let's start off with one of the usual suspects, uh, John Parker, obviously joining us today. Hey guys, how you doing today? Yes. Um, hey, John. Long time no see, John. What about a month, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. This off season is super depressing. <laughs> He's not All wrong. Right. The, um, and joining us today, and joining us also today, uh, are two two of our new writers. Um. One is Alec Quate, who is going to be covering uh, Cleveland State for us. Alec, welcome. Thank you for having me, Bob. Appreciate it. All right, and we have Nick Lawrenson, who is going to be, uh, who is going to be, although as I understand it, in South Carolina, going to be writing right state for us. Yes, sir. Hey, everyone, how are you doing? All right. Um, so I know you know we're still in the you know this is. You know, the ever-changing situation with fall sports is, oh, I don't know what the hell is going on. We, we don't have to Why, worry is about there, it. Is there some kind about. of problem with fall sports? Uh, yeah, you know, it, if you followed the podcast at any point in time, you know what we're going to talk about. But we're not going to talk about it because, you know, we don't know. It. I'm, there may be a decision that they end up just canceling fall sports in the Horizon League altogether this week. Who knows? It might happen. It happened with the MAC. So, you never no know. Match. Yeah, there will be no maction this this uh there will be no maction this uh, this fall. No, and and no football either. So that's that's a huge deal. So um but that's you know again since Horizon League doesn't have football aside from obviously Robert Morris and and Youngstown State. Eh. <laughs> it sucks, but you know, it's you know better safe than sorry, I guess. Um but and you would think that we'd be consistently running out of stuff to talk about on this podcast but lo and behold we always find something there's always something to there's talk about the always horizon, something the horizon league never fails to give us something to talk about absolutely that's that and that's why i'm sure you guys listen to us and thank you for listening because today um we talked touched on a little bit on this last episode right at the very end if you finally you've got all the way over there but uh, but Marcus Burke is coming back to IUPUI. So um, remember how we, you know, for for months and months and months, right, right after you know, right after the season ended, 
you know, we were wondering, okay, what exactly is going on with IUPUI? Are they going to get a new coach? Is everybody going to run away? We had Grant Weatherford on, who thought, you know, where who was the one one of the one guys who did grad transfer out of IUPUI. So we thought for sure, you know, there was going to be a bunch of other shoes drop, and yet it didn't. Somehow, at the end of the day, IUPUI Somehow, is pretty so much it, intact. I mean, it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, first of all, uh, obviously, and we've talked about this before. Byron Rim um, is is back next year. Um, I don't know, and I didn't really get into too much of why, uh, you know, the hows of how that's going to work. Um, we have, you know, is he going to be there only for an extra? I mean, or is he on a year to year contract? Is, is he is it a longer term deal? We don't really know too much about the ins and outs of Byron Rim as the permanent, quote-unquote, permanent head coach at IUPUI at this point in time. I, I don't know. It, anybody could shed some insight on that. That would be outstanding. <laughs> but, that would require somebody following IUPUI basketball, and, well, we're struggling in, in with great that. great detail. Hey, yeah. hey, I take offense <laughs> to that. <laughs> okay, John, what do you know? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Good talk, John. Thanks. All right. Dynamite drop in. Um, so, but yeah, the, so Byron Rim's back next year. We don't know for how long. We know he's for sure back next year. After next year, who the hell knows? Um, but also, he's got, you know, we, we you know, Jalen Minette, we, we always wondered if he was going to transfer or not. And he, he just never did. You know, there was never really any anything on it, so he was back. He's back next year. Um, also, Elijah Goss, who thought who has had an opportunity to do so. Elijah Goss, the who, by the way, again, the Horizon League's leading rebounder, kind of important. Um, That's a thing. That is a major thing. Um, he, you know, he he could have easily grad transferred out too, but he didn't, so he's back next year too. And then, you know, the big question mark was always going to be Marcus Burke. Because Marcus Burke declared for the NBA draft. And, you know, it was, you know, and he, he took a couple months to make a decision. And then, you know, he's back. <laughs> he, he, because we all, we thought, you know, maybe he'll, you know, he'll, he'll test the waters for the NBA draft. And maybe he'll decide, because oh, he's also eligible to grad transfer. Maybe he thought, um... Yeah, maybe I might gotta go somewhere else after this, but nope, he's coming back to IUPUI. So, with that said, so now that we have all of that out of the way, and oh by the way, now even even without and even without Grant Weatherford, they also they do have um, they got the they'll they could just as easily bring in Mike to Persia to run point, so they've got that covered. It's not an uh, awful team all of a sudden. It's not really an awful – it's not. It really isn't. I mean, we talk enough crap about IUPUI. I mean, Isaiah Williams was doing okay until he got hurt. Also another guy who could have easily transferred and did not. Um, so he's coming back. I mean, Grant Weatherford <clears throat> gave us a really great interview, but at some point you have to wonder how much of that is Grant Weatherford and how much of it was the team. And, I mean, I would have thought it was the team, but maybe the team's a little more behind Byron Rim than we got the impression of. Well, I mean, if you look at it, though, I mean, what was that? <laughs> I mean, we can't really blame. We we can't really, you know, uh, 
Well, it also probably, you know, part of this is probably, yeah, part of this is probably COVID. I mean, come on. Maybe, but I mean, end of the day, IUPUI looks, looks like another middle of the pack Horizon team, which pretty much almost the entire Horizon, except for maybe one or two teams, looks like a middle of the pack Horizon team right now. So it's it's competitive. It's just not as it is good. Absolutely. It's just not bad. Well, yeah. I mean, and this is the part. I, I so so that that does bring us up to that. I mean, that is absolutely. We all, you know, we were of the impression and have been of the impression for for quite a while now that IUPUI would be down at the bottom and be stuck at the bottom until doomsday. Um, depending upon who you're asking on social media, that might be coming up soon anyway. So anyway, um, but yeah. Apparently, Doomsday has arrived, and IUPUI isn't that bad anymore. <laughs> I mean, cool. So we know who's. I mean, like I said, everybody's kind of sitting in that middle. It's just we we think we know who's at the top, and past that, it's just kind of a free for all right now. <laughs> Speaking of the top, and I, I'm glad that we have Nick on today because we don't talk anything about about right state. Um, Ho hum, business as usual, right state. Do 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 do. do. I yep. get. It. I mean, yeah, clearly, because it just seems like you know, you know, they they've got all the usual suspects in place, and you know, it's pretty much business as usual for them. Although, um, although Matt, I do believe, uh, didn't they? Uh, aren't they bringing somebody in that you you've heard of before? Who are they bringing in? What are, what am I forgetting already? I don't know. Uh, one of the, uh, what's uh, oh, that's for next year. Oh, that's for next year. I yeah, they they, they signed uh, um. Nor- the younger Norris, uh, Braden Norris's uh, little brother, which I'm kind of surprised a uh, Horizon League team would touch him just because I, I honestly thought there'd be a stigma and the Norris group jumped all over me on Twitter, which, you know, I'm getting used to that kind of stuff of people freaking out about the kid. But Just because uh, he, he didn't, they didn't want to go to one school doesn't mean they don't want to go to all the rest of the schools. Come on now. I mean, sure, but I, I just think that from what I've heard about the family and then watching Braden do that, that I would have some question marks. But obviously, Scott Nagy and his crew feel good about it. The kid the kid seems to be a good player. Good for him. You know, he got his Div 1 offer. He accepted. Everyone's moving on. I hope he does well. I hope when he comes to Oakland, Oakland fans get on him. Like, cool. That's how this should be. That's fun. Yeah, it seems this is yeah because I'm looking at and I'm looking at the roster right now. I'm looking at the and and Nick again. You can you can obviously shed a little bit more light on on Wright State, but it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of any kind. Of, honestly, it doesn't look like there's any kind of anything going on with this. They do bring in Tim Finky this year though. From uh, he transferred out from Grand Canyon. He was a four star oh, recruit. He's oh, going to be yes. so yeah so. So you lose Skylar Potter last year to transfer. You bring in Tim Finke. I mean, and then on top of that, you also have Jalen Hall and Trey Calvin and obviously that big loud love guy. <laughs> hey, Nick, can we get an update? Um, what is the situation with Loudon love, Love's hair right now? Yeah. I have no clue. Hopefully he's still rocking those dreads. That's a fun thing to watch his hair every week. Ugh. Yeah, I, yeah, you know what? It, it, with all the craziness going on, yeah, that's that's not been a thing for. Yeah, I that's one of the things I fail to uh, pay attention to. Yeah, same here. I've never seen a dude that should wear cornrows because he grew up in the corn. That was, <laughs> was different. I guess. Oh, yeah. Why don't I know? The, yeah. So, um, 
Oh, that was the other thing too. I had a uh, yeah, because they brought they're bringing in yeah, and then on top of Tim Finke, they're bringing in a bunch of other kids too. Because um, they had because uh, they had Andre Harris from uh, from you know my well my former neck of the woods who redshirted last year, and then they got a couple more you know freshmen coming in. But I mean, by and large, if you're looking at the a if you're looking at their starting rotation. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I just I, I don't want to say they're boring, but it's just you know, th- there's not a lot of change there. It's like, I, I I guess it speaks to, you know, it it, it, spe- it speaks to the stability of Scott Nagy's you know recruiting and coaching, and I don't know what else to say. <laughs> they are boring in the best kind of way. I mean, I'm I'm envious. Like, if I'm a right state fan, that's what you want. You want a quiet off season where you know what's going on and there's nothing you worry about. You just, like I said, you you go to work business as usual and hope that there's a season because your team's looking great. Like um, that's that's awesome. Boring yeah. this way. I mean, it, it, it's I mean, we call it boring because you know we we're used to watching you know we're we're watching used to watching whole rosters implode. So. <laughs> Here and here, and and again, you know, this is probably the reasoning behind the fact that Wright State is perennially, perennially picked to finish at the top of the Horizon League. Now, I guess the big question is, what happens when Lon Love leaves? Then, or doesn't uh, even, or doesn't even matter. I think he's a bigger piece than a lot of people realize because since his freshman year, he's pretty much dominated the league. So. That that's valid, but at the same time, remember there was a whole three or two or three week stretch last year where he wasn't in there at all, yeah. And and so they you know they brought in and they had Grant Basili who came in, who did, you know as a freshman who did a pretty damn good job. So I don't know. <laughs> Got to keep Nagy around. That is the other question, and so and that's kind of going to be the big debate because. Um, and I don't know if we've talked. I'm sure we've talked about it before because we've, you know, the Horizon League is, if we're being honest with each other, is you know basically kind of a stepping stone for for a lot of guys, coaching wise, to get to the next level. We've seen it's not a it's not a knock on the Horizon League. It's it's what the Horizon League is, and you've seen it. Over the course of the past couple of years, where that's been the case, most recent, you know, most recent is, um, yeah, you know, so you look at Scott Nagy, who, you know, jumped at the chance, to, and again, jumped at the chance to from to go from South Dakota State, again, a damn good, a really damn good team, and jumps there, you know, and. Right State picks him up. Who's to say the next place that you know Scott Nagy goes is? I don't know. Maybe Big I mean, Ten. Who knows? I mean, you know, you're still looking at you know we, we there was a little bit of buzz whether whether or not uh, Richard Patino up at uh, Minnesota was going to stick around and you know his, his you know obviously Scott Nagy's name was kicked around there and who's to say that's not going to happen again. The thing we got to watch, I think, with Scott Nagy is just paying attention to what's going on at Wright State as a university, and can they continue to afford Nagy, and how do they justify that? And you know, we've talked this about that a little bit. This is a major deal. 
Exactly. And so that you we're still talking about a right state institution that is has to appeal being a division one team a division one program right now because of the fact they just draw they went below the, 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 the division one minimum by dropping sports. So yeah, that's a good question. That do you I mean, it's it, again. It's not out of the realm of possibility. That's not gonna. That's gonna be the case again. Central Michigan had uh, was in the same situation and just got their waiver. So it stands to reason that Wright State will be granted that waiver. But remember too, part of that part of Central Michigan getting their waiver was on the condition that within two years they add sports back. And I know we talked about this on previous episodes. And the concern I have is: Does Wright State have? Would will Wright State have the capabilities of doing that? I, they I don't can know. always add bowling. They might have to add bowling and shooting. Yep. Which is I interesting. Think we, can keep, we can keep an eye on if this esports trend continues to grow because it's relatively cheap. Um, I mean, I know that Oakland's just rolled out their esports roster. You know, that's their big big addition this year. And uh, all those kids, I think, were already committed to Oakland. So you're, you're you're not bringing in kids for the sport, but you're using what you already have and and filling our uh, filling on a roster. And I mean, if if they're successful with that, it might be an easy way to um, work through adding you know varsity sports. Well, that's the well the interesting thing. The well the thing with esports right now is that's currently not NCA sanctioned. So, and I don't know if that would make a difference, but you've also brought up a good point because you have, you see what Oakland is doing with the esports, and you've seen over the course of the last couple of years, the Horizon League kind of dabble in it a little bit with some of these little, you know, smaller little esports tournament things going. And I'm not entirely convinced that they might not go that route and think about um, encouraging member schools to go that route as well. If you can add it, and you know you can, especially if the NCAA says, "Okay, we're cool with that," and you can add that team without really upping your costs, then it's an easy way to to pad your numbers almost. This is true, but and also to and 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 there and I know that at least a few of the Horizon League schools actually have club teams right now, so I don't know if that's. I mean, it might be the next natural progression. By the way, by the way, Matt, if that happens, we're gonna have to bone up on our esports because I don't know crap about it. Um, I, uh, yeah, that's, we're going to need to bring in some experts cause I, we're, a little we bit are, out of my league too. we're totally going to have to do that because, you know, if we don't have a basketball season, we're gonna have to talk about something. If it's going to have to be esports, and I'm going to like, Oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> league of legend. Uh, I forgot the other one. Uh, super smash and rocket league. I think are the three that everyone's playing. Anyone? Uh, pass, yeah. <laughs> Look, looking, looking to like Nick and some of the younger guys here. Yep. Nope. All right, moving on. Yeah, Rocket League. All right. That's, I got that. Uh, so yeah, that. So yes, yeah, some youth movement here would be nice to. Oh great. Oh good. I need more reasons to feel old. <laughs> it happens. I know. Um, but yeah, that's but that that's the situation at Wright State right now, and also too, and uh, and you bring up the fact that okay. It, it the issue of Scott Nagy's salary does not seem to be at the forefront, even though at Wright State it absolutely should be. I mean, if we're being honest, but the the question that we then have is if Scott Nagy goes somewhere else, what the heck does Wright State do? 
And I, I don't know. I don't. If I'm a Wright State fan, I'm not sure if I like the answer to that question. Because you know as well as I, I think we all, I think it's pretty clear that there is absolutely no way on the planet that Wright State is going to be able to afford to pay as much as they're paying for Scott Nagy with the new coach. Absolutely not. I, I don't see it. I mean, Scott Nagy's salary, from what we understand, would be like five baseball coaches. Yes. Um, probably six, actually. Yeah. Depending upon where you go, but yeah, it's 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 a and and if if Wright State if Wright State does go the same path which a lot of the rest of the schools have gone to this point and get some of these young guys who this is basically going to be their first coaching job, yeah, I mean you could probably cut whatever he's making in half, and maybe that might and you know what and maybe that might actually help with you know potentially getting back into the NCAA's good graces. Who knows? Well, of course, we're speculating because Scott Nagy is the head coach at Wright State, and as far as I'm, as far as everybody's concerned, he's going to be there for a while, and they're still poised to finish at the top of the Horizon League. Yeah, Nick, are we missing anything on Wright State that we should know about them at this point, or business as usual? Business as usual. There's very little to the schedule there. All that's really out is they're playing Western Kentucky and Miami of Ohio as usual, but nothing's really coming out of late with the squad. That's interesting too, because you see, because we've heard of a lot of the other schools doing that, and but for reasons that they gave me, Wright State does not is not done that. But you know, Wright State has always kind of played it close to the vest, though. And also too, Wright State hasn't, and and maybe I think Wright State's other thing, and I know they didn't do this last year. They you know where we where a lot most nearly all the other Horizon League schools, you know, they went to one of the Power Five schools. Got uh, you know, got the bag and got the crap kicked out of them. Wright State didn't do that last year, mm-hmm. not, that I recall. They just they're I'm they're. Surprised. Sorry, I, I'm not sure if they can do that. I, I'm not sure if they can. I, I think they might be rethinking that. All things considered, I mean, being being loud and loud senior year, and you know, knowing that the university as a whole is struggling a little bit financially, I'm surprised they're not out taking everybody's money trying to put loud and love. In the spotlight, and you know, and maybe, cash and maybe, the, and in all honesty, maybe that's what they're doing, and maybe that's why they, why we're only seeing a little bit of the schedule for them right now. Mm. That could be it. Speaking of schedules, Matt, um, one one uh, one team that's had been not shy about those buy games is Oakland. Yeah, they're not afraid to play anybody this year, apparently, or they just really need to cash some checks because they are stocking up. So, with Oakland, uh, as of right now, the non-conference schedule for Oakland is is full of Power Five games. So let, now, Matt, let, let me see if I now if I make sure make sure I have all of these conference games, not conference games, set. So Oakland is playing. Ohio State. Correct. Michigan. Yep. And That's Michigan one, State. That's a new one, by the way. Mi- Michi- Michigan, yeah, is, Mi- they've avoided Oakland in the past. That's so that's that's something Jawan Howard um, has uh, brought back. Um, Sadi Washington, former OU assistant who's on his staff, I'm sure probably had a hand in that. So that's, sure. a, that's a good get for uh, Oakland to get them back on the schedule. So, so we got Michigan and Michigan State this year. Michigan State, obviously, is a thing that's been going on forever and ever and ever, and will continue to go on in perpetuity, it looks like. Yep. 
Um, Xavier. Uh, Oakland is also playing Xavier, it looks like. Well, which they played them two or three years ago, so I'm glad to see them back. That's a good one. And and the most recent announcement where Oakland is playing – not only is Oakland playing Oklahoma State, Oakland has got a two-for-one with them. So Oakland is going to play at Oklahoma State twice, and then I think it was at 21 or 22, Oklahoma State's going to come back and play at the arena. And that's huge. I mean, Oakland's been able to get some two-for-ones in the past or even, like, the Michigan State deal, but it's always been neutral core, you know, play at the the Palace or, or now downtown at um, Little Caesars and, you know, get get bigger tickets. But to get Oklahoma State to come into the arena is huge. P- um, Big-time teams have not fared well in the arena. They've knocked off Michigan. They've knocked off Tennessee um, in the arena in the past, you know, 15, 20 years, it's, it's rare to get a big, big name team in the arena and it's not gone well for them. So that's, that's some good work for Campy. And the fact that they work the schedule in a way that, um, if, you know, this year gets canceled, it just, everything gets pushed back. They've got some, some pieces in place to make sure that that game's going to happen. And I think yeah. that's some, that's some really good work for Well, Campy. I think the fact that, I think the fact that all, most of these deal, most of these games are part of long, longer term deals. Obviously the Michigan state is one, the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma state is one. I'm not sure about the other three, but even if all hell breaks loose and we end up just doing conference games only for the, for the basketball season, at least in the case of Oakland, you guys can go double back and say double back and, you know, put those deals back in place for next year at the very least. So if it doesn't, if things go, you know, go completely South, at least, you know, Oakland has kind of that cushion for next year. Yeah. And I mean, that's, and I think think that's something that I have, I'm not sure we've seen a whole lot of within the league. I mean, you know, if you look at kind of the conference, non-conference schedules with some of the, non-conference schedule games over the past couple of years they've kind of just been one-offs a lot of to- a lot of the times Oakland has not actually had that issue it seems when if you remember when Oakland came into the league everyone hated Greg Campy's scheduling style because he was willing to go out and, and make a paycheck and everyone thought that that was awful it made the league look bad when they got smoked by you know Duke or whoever and they they were mad about it but Campy's always used it as a recruiting tool that hey look we're going to try to get to an NCAA tournament. You're going to play in all the big name arenas against the big kids. I, you know, I'm not going to guarantee, but you're going to play some, some, some major teams and you're going to enjoy your experience. And you've seen the horizon league as a whole kind of doing more of that. And now everyone's saying, Oh yeah, that's the way to go. We need to, you know, we got to win some of these games, but you got to schedule the big boys. But when Oakland came in, everyone was down on Oakland for scheduling that way. And now it seems everyone's gone to doing more of that, both financially and for, for recognition, you, you kind of have to. And right now we're a one-bid league, so you might as well go out and, and make that paycheck. And hopefully if you can knock one off, then, you know, that that can resonate for five, six, seven years in recruiting. Huh. Yeah, I mean, and that's true. Um, and, and it, you know, and, yeah, and it, I, I know we've had the discussion about do we need to take the, you know, do, does the league have to look at these buy games and get them or not? But, yeah, they're kind of going to need them now. <laughs> More than ever. Everyone needs the money. And, you know well, and I, I guess the, the other discussion, of course, has been the not just, you know, not just, uh, you know, not just the issues with the coronavirus, but also, too, that you see a lot of these conferences going into 20 game schedules now. 
And the concern was always that, okay, there's going to be fewer of these buy games left to be offered. But, you know, apparently Oakland doesn't have to worry about that. And that's that's one thing that, you know, Greg Campy is known within the big coaching circle and he's been able to lock these in. So, yeah, if there's going to be less of them, he's got a bunch of these scheduled for multiple years, it sounds like. So he's he's really kind of paved the way to make sure that his team's going to get what they need and what he needs for recruiting and all that. And then he's he's got to win some of these. It's been a little while since he won a big game, but it's time. You know, he needs to knock off Michigan State. They've come close a bunch of times. They need to finally get one. Every time they get close, it doesn't happen, you know. So uh, they, they've got to start doing it. Uh, if we're being honest, is it going to be next year, though? Yeah. Okay, so we, I don't want to get the Dolphins talk too much, um, but – you know what? If the NCAA is handing out these transfer waivers like they have been, and like like candy to anyone that even thinks they might need a waiver, just handing them out. If they can get Zion, um, uh, Zion Young, right from uh, Western Illinois, who just transferred yeah. to OU. If, what's that? Is that right? I'm yeah, blanking. yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yes. Um, if they get him uh, available this year, this team is significantly better than anyone's anticipating. If without him, it's still a, a better team, I think, than people see. But I understand why what people see. So we'll. I mean, it'll be what it is. But uh, I think this team's not going to be as bad as other people do. Again, another middle of the pack Horizon League team right now. We have a lot of those. We have a lot, a lot of those. It's crazy. I, but we have always had that. There's always been a couple of teams at the top. There's always been a couple of teams at the bottom, and then there's this just massive, like, big mess in the middle. Speaking of big mess in the middle, how's Cleveland State holding up? (laughs) Hey, we're not a mess anymore. Go, no, hey, hey, we don't, we there is no mess in the middle because we have Al Eichelberger coming back. There you go. See, did they they added like a hundred people? Did they add any more people when I wasn't looking, Alec? Um, I think there was (laughs) uh, walk-ons that got added, but yeah, uh, I saw I saw that because I guess they have the. They they got they they got this kid. What's his name? Ben Sternberg, I think his name was. He's he's out of he's this JUCO kid out of like Lakeland Community College. I didn't even know he existed. And then there's the other guy. There's uh, there's Michi Terry out of um, St. Ed's. And this guy has the best nickname ever. His nickname is Baldhead Terry. Yeah, he's. I can't. I'm not even kidding, man. It's like. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very famous on Instagram. Um, he I think he did a year of prep and uh, in between his uh, yeah. last year at uh, St. Ed's and his first year at CSU. Yeah. But um, yeah, real high energy, good, really good defensive player. So he should fit right in. That's it. Now, and the thing with Cleveland State, I as I've been looking at it, you you because not only do you have Terry Broughton, sister Mergagan, obviously Jeremy Sanchez is a walk on too, and he hasn't gone anywhere yet. Um, if you look at the Cleveland State roster, they have like all on top of everybody else they got coming back. That's a pretty large roster. Yeah. It's, and I'm a, I'm a little I I'm a and I I haven't talked about it enough, but I'm beginning to wonder I'm beginning to wonder what Dennis Gates is going to do with that roster. Is he just going to like is he just going to like bring on five guys and take five guys off? I mean, you know, is he going to is he going to do the old Mike Moran stuff from if anybody knows who Mike Moran is and well, I know well, you do, Alec. 
you know I'm uh, a huge JCU basketball fan, so obviously I know okay, who Mike Okay, so about 20 years ago, Mike Moran, uh, the who was at the time the head coach at John Carroll University, and I remember this very vividly, is that he had this he I guess he he changed his rotation where he was just basically making wholesale changes at every time out. He was bringing five guys on and taking five guys off. So you didn't have a lot of you know you had and I think and I'm trying to remember there was a uh, there was a D1 program that kind of tried to replicate that. I can't remember who it was though, but. I'm beginning to wonder if that's what my, Dennis Gates isn't going to try to do. He's just going to get five. He's just going to, you know, everybody's going to average 15 minutes a game, and they're just going to basically just kill everybody with attrition. <laughs> well, they, I mean, I, I'm fascinated to see what he's going to do, especially in the backcourt with um, the amount of guards they have coming in. They have uh, like 20 of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's going to be really interesting. Um, once practices start up to see who's uh, running with the first team and who's running with the second team. so Or, or the third team or the fourth team. I right, mean, right. You know, like <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah, that's – yeah, I, and knowing kind of the defensive – kind, of, uh, obviously knowing the defensive philosophy, um, just bodies after guys, and I don't know. And now he actually – you know, I mean, now Dennis Gates actually has some – you know, guys who can shoot fairly consistently now. That was a That's... huge problem last year. <laughs> oh man, that that hurt my soul. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, yeah, because I, I, you know, obviously with the with the addition of Demoy Hodge and Alec Oglesby, obviously those guys are you know those guys can score in bunches. So if you got like at least one of those guys in one of these rotations, I don't. I, I don't know. I think that I, I do still, again, I still do believe, and to Matt's point, I do believe there's probably still about a year away. Um, they're, they're about a year away from, you know, pretty much the same as everybody else. <laughs> so they'll be one of those guys in the log jam, essentially. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think they might be able to uh, finish towards the top end with the, um, with Eichelberger coming back. I think that's something not a lot of people are talking about as uh, something that's going to be really big for them this year. And I think the big thing with that, and I'm glad you brought that up because I know obviously size is at a premium in, in the Horizon League. And I, and I want to go back to I want to go back to the fact that IUPUI is bringing back Elijah Goss. The guy who, again, the guy who led the led the league in rebounding, and it wasn't even close. The guy was averaging double digit rebounds a game in conference games last year. How important is it? You know, because how you know we we know how important it is because you know if it wasn't important, loud and love, you know, we wouldn't be talking as much about loud and love as we are. But in terms of the conference. Wouldn't you have an Alec Oberger if you have you know with with Alec Oberger coming back with Elijah Goss coming back? Does that change the dynamic for either of those two teams against a Loudon Love? I mean, you know, Cleveland State came very close to beating Wright State last year, even with the roster they had last year. Is that yeah? You know, and, and you know, and again, remember last year, you know, UIC gave Wright State all kinds of headaches. Including in the conference tournament, as we recall, because <laughs> you know. But uh, so I guess the question becomes, you know, how important are those big guys 
going up against the right state and going up against the right state, knowing that you in, despite the fact they, you know, they haven't made too many, you know, they made some low key roster moves, but remember also Billy Wampler has gone and Cole Gentry is gone. And how is that going to affect them too? Yeah. I, I think for CSU, at least having Eichelberger back is going to pay dividends. I mean, <clears throat> you got a bunch of young guards coming in. So having that big guy down low that you can trust to throw it down to, um, is I think is going to be something really important for them. And uh, as those guards get more experience, I think it'll just you'll just see a lot more good stuff on the offensive end for CSU. The other thing too, and I know, and so, and the other thing too, I know. Obviously, they've got. I guess we should talk about uh, we should talk about uh, Green uh, not Green Bay. Uh, we should talk about Milwaukee, John, since we have you on. But I don't know if you want to go down that route. <laughs> uh, no, it's cool. Because um, I don't know. That's another team I don't know a whole hell of a lot about aside from you know Tijon Lucas and you know. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah, and what's what's interesting, and I don't know. I I think. Part of it is just everything going on with COVID-19 and kind of, I think a lot of people's mindsets are sort of not exactly into this year, particularly given, uh, my understanding is at some point in the fall, Patrick Baldwin Jr. is going to commit. So that's, that's where a lot of the mindset. Is this, is so, so yeah, is that, I was going to say, cause they, you know, it's not that they're terrible. It's, you know, they get, they had some pretty good freshmen coming in. They had Wilborn, they had, uh, they had Courtney Brown Jr. And then they still have, you know, they still got T, they still got T John Lucas, but I mean, by and large, I mean, is, is it any, is this year anything, just anything other than, just a run up to see if Pat Baldwin Jr. joins his dad. And how messed up is that if that is the case? I know how it, it feels to me. Um, I mean, the freshmen were definitely encouraging last year, but I think it's going to be a huge jump for one of them to be like a number two guy. And without a number two guy, I, I don't know that – we're, you know, really going to be looking at anything too different than last year. Um, I mean, if this year's iteration learns how to finish games, maybe a little better, but, um, if, if any, if the last two years were any indication, the answer is probably <laughs> no. Yeah. So we get, so, so we, so are we going to, ex- I, I'm assuming we're going to just go ahead and expect that the, uh, we're going to just going to go ahead and expect that the, uh, that, you know, somewhere in the, near the end of the season, Milwaukee's going to have another meltdown and Milwaukee fan is just going to lose their crap again. Whoever's whoever happens to be left, and then Ugh. and then cross our fingers, <laughs> yeah, and then so. cross your cross your fingers and hope that uh, what they call it, yeah, uh, hope that, hope that Pat Baldwin Jr. comes in. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> that's that's about where it's at, unfortunately. Um, I mean, maybe one of the JUCO guys comes in and surprises. Josh Thomas was nice last year, but um. But, uh, again, he was kind of more of like the number three guy, and then you'd need to have a new number three guy. And I don't know. I think there are just holes. 
Is Milwaukee our bottom of the of the barrel team? It might be, man. It might be. I mean, um, how else? I mean, how else could you categorize it now that IUPUI is actually bringing their, you know, bringing their top guys back? Uh, but their top guys didn't do that much. Their top guys also were playing the entire game too. There's, I mean, if you look at IUPUI's roster from last year opposed to this year. You see, and I guess that's the other question we're going to have with Byron Rim is, is he actually going to have a rotation this year? Because all he did last year was just basically throw the same five or six guys out there every time. And they ran out of gas. Now, do they do that this year? I don't know if they do that. I think they might have actually gotten some new guys in to for them to not have to screw around with, you know, having the same five guys out there for 40 minutes and have them, you know, just run out of gas. Which is why you ended up with, which is why you ended up with Marcus Burke and Jalen Minnette, you know, one game shooting the lights out and then the next game disappearing off the planet. But I mean, one the other side of that is, if who are you know, you'll rattle off the the top players on the team. There's a huge gap between you know, Burke, Minnette, everyone else, uh, Goss, everyone else. At that point, Weatherford, everyone else is kind of what I was watching. Um, yeah, I honestly, I, honestly think Mike DePersia, I honestly think Mike DePersia comes in and fills in, it fills in nicely. I for see it. He did a lot of really encouraging things. Um, I loved his court vision. He he kind of needs to reel things in a little bit. Uh, he kind of went, you know, 100 miles an hour when he needed to go 70 sometimes. Yeah. Well, he's had it. Well, he's had he's had an entire off season to think about what he's done. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but if you look at but you look at the IUP roster, but uh, as opposed to the Milwaukee roster, I mean, yeah, maybe you don't want to do that <laughs> because it seems it just seems to me that all the rest of the teams have gotten incrementally better. I mean, Green Bay might have a down. Uh, Green Bay might have a down year, but they still got Amari Davis. Um, you know, UIC has done a hell of a job recruiting this year. Um, you know, obviously you've seen improvement. You know, you've seen you know you've got you've seen improvements in at Cleveland State. You've seen um, you've got some you got major stability going on with uh, with both Wright State and Youngstown State. Um, I mean. Detroit Mercy is always going to be a question mark. And then you have Milwaukee where you don't know what the hell's going on. And it, when we don't know what's going on and we're in the middle of August, you know, what's going to happen, right? All of these <laughs> prognostic, all these, uh, all these preseason publications are basically going to be like, yep, Milwaukee's going to finish last. Cause you know, well, I mean, it's not that it, you know, it, 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 tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I am completely off base and say that no, no, no. Milwaukee will do will not finish last this year. I don't know that they will. I, I think <laughs> See? I don't think they'll be good. But I, I don't know. The the gap between the bottom of the league and the middle of the league was pretty substantial last year. Yeah. That's true. Well, you know what? Yeah. Well, for being well, not necessarily. I mean, yeah, Detroit, which is funny because obviously, you know, you know, well, yeah, when you have 
you know, IUPUI and Detroit Mercy were kind of the bottom two. But then you had that Milwaukee team. That Milwaukee team that was okay for the first half and then, you know. Oh, absolutely tanked, yeah. Yeah, absolutely tanked for the second year in a row, I might add. <laughs> and there's nothing saying that they're not going to do it again this year. And by the way, I don't know why. It's not like uh, it's not like Pat Junior is in the in the in the draft lottery or anything. Not taking for the draft. <laughs> no, I know it feels like it. I don't know. The, the whole last season kind of felt like just one big long Milwaukee game. Things start off <laughs> nice, it's encouraging. Everything just goes off the rails. Yeah, you would, and it just seems to me that that would should be going a lot better than it has been, but it just doesn't. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure a Milwaukee fan has some opinions on that, and we've heard many of them over the past couple of years. Many, many, many of them. Yeah, there was a whether we want them or not. <laughs> there was a tweet that went out yesterday asking if you could have your coach from 2000. Uh, how would that go for you? And I got to say, Bo Ryan in the Horizon League, you guys can all take your coaches 20 years ago. I think we contend with just that one change. <laughs> you're probably, you're not wrong. I've yeah, had the same true. coach. You have had the same coach. Yeah. <laughs> My coach from 20 years ago is no longer with us. It was Rolly Massimino. He died two years ago. So, yeah, can't really do that one. All right. Anybody else? <laughs> That took a dark turn. Man, but yeah, no, if you look 20 years, Well, what? It's true. Um, no, 20 years, you know, yeah, actually, it's funny. If you look at the, if you look at the head coach, you know, do you think Detroit Mercy would love to have Perry Watson back? I mean, in 2000, when he had, you know, he was able to bring in, had Rashad Phillips and Willie, was able to bring in Rashad Phillips and Willie Green. Hmm. Um, to, yeah, um, would you, yeah, that's actually a good question. If you're Detroit Mercy, would you like to have, would you like to have Perry Watson coaching? The, the answer is now? absolutely because Detroit Mercy loves to live in the past. So if you can give them anything <laughs> in the past, they're, they're in. Well, I mean, may, yeah, that, <laughs> that could be the case. That could be the case. Yeah. Bo, to be fair, yeah bo- at this point, we all do. Yeah. Hopefully that guy from the Battle Royal isn't listening or he's going to be freaking out at calling him Mercy again. I'd love, <laughs> I'd love to do it. Oh, I know you do. I don't – you know what? I get so caught up. I, I have a million other things going through my head. That, you know, the, the triggering out of Detroit Mercy, University of Detroit, I'm like, okay, whatever. You guys fight on that. You guys fight on your own on that one. I'm, you know, you can correct me on my on the way. It's all good. I don't care. It's all right. I'm – I – I got I'm, I'm sure Sean is listening to. Hi, Sean. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty years. If you look at some of the horizon, well, actually, like half of the Horizon League team. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're Green Bay, you probably don't want your coach from twenty years ago. Heidemann wasn't bad, but he wasn't great. Um, Wright State, absolutely not. It was Ed Schilling. Um, I'm not even sure who the. Uh, I'm not even sure who Youngstown State's coach was 20 years ago. I think it was John Robich. Oh, you know, yeah, John Robich who had like one year, one okay how year. We, how did we end up talking about 20 years ago? Where did this – what what turn Twitter. did this – Parker's fault. It's John's fault. I mean, 
20 years ago, Nick wasn't even with us. <laughs> I was negative two years old, yeah. Years oh, old. God. It wasn't even a thought of. You weren't even no, a good thought. Was negative one. It was negative one. Negative one. There you go. Let's see. And it, meanwhile, on the other side of the meanwhile, on the other side of the coin, you have me who can basically rattle off everybody who was a, who was a Horizon League coach twenty years ago. So I mean, twenty years ago, Bob was like forty, so that was a good day for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't that old, but I mean, wasn't that young. So, all right, I'm done with this. <laughs> All right, we're we're gonna go ahead and close out the show. Um, Al- okay, so um, yeah, John, Alec, Nick, thank you guys for joining us. Um, Alec, tell everybody where they can find you online. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Alec A L E C underscore Quates. That's K W A I T, and you can find me tweeting about sports sometimes, uh, the Trailer Park Boys, and uh, other topics. So yes. And Nick, where can everybody find you? You can uh, follow me on Twitter at N Lawrence and Sports, N L O R E N S E N Sports. Uh, it's pretty much a cluster of everything baseball, <laughs> politics, basketball, but a whole bunch of updates. So, yeah. There you go. Nick, are you still following the, uh, the Korean Baseball League or are you done now yes. that we're playing baseball here right now? Not as much, but I, I'm sitting. I always sit down in my basement and suffer with the Pirates. So, I mean, it's the same quality of baseball. Maybe <laughs> hey, if, if you guys could get it together, I mean, it by the time the people listen, it won't matter. But uh, that that Pirates display against the Tigers yesterday was just pathetic. If you Tigers are not very good, if you could do better, I would appreciate it. Yesterday was pretty bad, but Friday was probably worse, just bullpen wise. But yeah, yeah, I just want this team to keep losing, get that first pick. Go. Tank for the draft, just like Milwaukee seems to be doing with Pat Jr. <laughs> John, of course, we know where to find you online. Uh, JJ Parker 084. Yep. So find him on Twitter. But obviously, um, that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for us. As always, again, you can find episodes of the Horizon Roundtable at horizonroundtable.com. And again, subscribe to us wherever you find podcasts. We're everywhere. And also, too, you can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. Um, I, I'm actually having an issue with my Amazon, my newly purchased Amazon dot, because I can't seem to pull it up on there anymore. I'm getting a little depressed, but don't give up hope. You just so, say, Amazon, play me. <laughs> I'd love to try. That might be a skill I might have to teach it. <laughs> so, all but right. Let so that's me gonna, listen to me. Let me listen to me, though. So. So you shall be done for listening to all of us now and thank you all for, but thank you. Thank you all for listening.